What is up, everybody? Joseph here with Rad Parenting and my co-host, Anaya Bogue. We are back in our makeshift studio. Happy New Year. And over 50 episodes. Nice. What do you think about that? That's exciting. Yeah. We've had so much fun. We have had so much fun, and I can't believe that we didn't do some big celebration over the 50th. For, for our 50th? Yeah. Yeah. Because as you guys, <laughs> you guys must be aware that... Um, a lot of the shows that we tape, we tape, you know, sometimes three in one week, sometimes two in one week. Uh, this week, uh, we're literally taping this episode, which will be airing like right around the corner, uh, which is cool. But we have to like put a lot of shows in the can. And in the meantime, we also uh, move studios. So we don't have a studio. We're literally doing the show in the living room of my house. So if my kids walk in, that it's real life. Yeah. We have a, a Welcome little- Welcome to Joe's life. Yeah. Yeah. We, we might have our dog. The dog might start barking. I just had to turn off the washing machine before we started the show. Uh, one of the things that we are going to talk about was an idea I had, and I want to spring it on you. Okay. Um, since we have our Facebook page, and uh-huh. by the way, it's Rad Parenting. You guys can go there, like our page. Uh, I want to do a Facebook live chat mm-hmm. where basically we go live, we'll set up a time, we'll let everyone know, and then they can ask us questions in real time. What do you think about that? I, I think that sounds uh, a little nerve-wracking, but good. No, no. It's, I mean, how often? We don't even edit our shows. <laughs> I mean, we're always on the fly anyway, so yeah. why not? You looked a little scared, though, when I just th- when <laughs> I said that to you right now. You, re- you looked at me with that Anaya look like you're joking, right? Are you right? crazy? Uh, no, I just have to like ditch my perfectionism and be willing to be like, I don't know. I think it would be a great way, A, to meet the people that listen to the show and also for us to, you know, give quick pieces mm-hmm. of ideas and thoughts. Sure. You know, yeah, I'm willing uh, to try it. Let's and, do it. And, and we will, we will let you guys know that, um, when we're going to be doing that and I'll let you guys know on a show soon. Cause I want to do it in the next couple of weeks. Um, okay. Today's show. I want to jump right into it. Okay. I'm okay. Ready. Uh, situation that I saw at a restaurant. Mm. So many parents have seen this situation. I, I've been on both ends of it. You sit down. Uh, we were going to grab uh, a bunch of Mexican food. It was a Friday night. And, you know, obviously my kids are older. Uh, another group of parents all in the restaurant. Everyone's just trying to make it happen. You know, there's some people with kids, some people without kids. And at a certain point, the people with kids just took over the restaurant in the mm. sense that their kids were just not, you know, hey, I get it. You're trying to feed people that are hungry, sitting in their chairs. They get bored. I get it. You know, I remember the the shuffle. My Karen and I used to call it like tag team, like wrestlers do. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you eat your food and then I'll feed them. When I'm done, tag, and then you eat, you know, back and forth. Um, the line that I have to ask you, and I don't know why it, it just hits me so much, has to do with when my kids were younger and even now that they're older, mm-hmm. Uh, acting in public, how they carry themselves as individuals, mm-hmm. but also that line that I see sometimes when parents just kind of disregard, uh, we threw our food all over the restaurant's floor yeah. and now we just get up and leave. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm going to let my kids run all over the restaurant mm-hmm. and jump on other people and bother them while they're eating dinner. And maybe they're not really into my kid with the bean burrito all over his face saying, hi, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, I have to ask, like, is that just a feeling I have? Because sometimes the parents of that, those kids running around, and I remember being right there, you're tired, you've worked all day, and it's just almost like, you know what, just go for it. But that behavior and that line, is there a line that you feel as parents uh, that we need to be aware of uh, with our kids while, while they're growing up and then also as they get older? 
A hundred percent. I have very, it's interesting because I have, I was actually, as I'm listening to you, I could feel like my own feelings around this topic sort of like (laughs) making their way to the surface. Um, And I want to temper them a little bit so that I can be diplomatic here. But I feel really, really strongly about just, to me, it's, you know, I've, I've said this before. I think that our primary goal as parents is to, not just our goal, I I would argue our obligation is to give our children the tools to eventually be able to go out into the world and be productive, constructively um, participating human beings that are respectful of others because and that during their childhood, they're practicing that. And we're helping them correct that they eventually can self-correct. And by the time they go out and they call themselves adults, they can behave in a way that is is respectful and considerate of others. Period. The end. When does that those lessons and those ideas start being taught because the first day thing, freaking one really honestly yes okay. because you can't and and I you know as I was listening to the the scenario that you were describing like I feel like when it, it's a little mind boggling to me that a parent would not be aware that if that family over there or that couple or that individual is paying money to eat outside of their own home that they should not be subjected to other people people who, whose children are out of their own control in, impacting that experience. Now, the thing that I hear a lot, and I, first, the, uh, a story comes to my mind right when you were saying that, because I'm literally looking at our back window, and I remember we had a birthday party here, and it was when the kids were super, super young, and it was after cake, and we had like these you know couches for people to sit on, mm-hmm. and, and I remember at one point, this uh, mom was sitting there, and her son had taken the chocolate cake and it was no longer on the plate. And as I walked up, he was literally just like massage. You know when you get a massage at a yes. spa, like deep tissue? <laughs> he was deep tissuing this chocolate cake into these these couches. And and they were cloth. And they were, and they, he was just and I walked up and I I looked at her and and I said, Really? Like is and I just came out. Yeah. Like the, the the voice in my head just yeah. said, Joe <laughs> made its it, way out into the world. Yeah. And there might have been a couple of <laughs> course lights in me that said, Yeah, you're gonna say something. <laughs> The filter is off. The filter has been thrown off. And I go, wow, are we just going to rub the cake into the couch? And this is the question that I have to ask. She said, oh, Joe, come on. You know how boys are. Kids will be kids. And I just... (laughs) I just walked away. I, yeah, okay, uh-uh, cool. Uh-uh. And there was, and I remember even when the party was over, and I went over to those couches, the cake was still there. The plate was just to the side, and it was just like, yeah. And to me, it was so. I and I wondered, is this some like way I was raised? Like, oh, you're the old school Joe. Come on, man, you got to be different in 2007 or whatever it was, 2000s. And uh, that's my question to you. Like, yeah. what do you do in a situation like that? Wow. That, that little story almost makes my head want to explode. You know, <laughs> here we go again. I mean, full, full disclosure that this is a touchy subject for me because I feel really strongly about it. And I, I think that like in that case, so here I was imagining what would I do? And I think what I would do if I saw that the parent was not, from my perspective, doing her job, I would have knelt down and said to that little person, you know, Bobby, yeah. that's my couch. And what would it be like if I came into your room and I started rubbing chocolate cake into your bed or into your little like, you know, cozy chair or whatever? Like, how would that be for you? And my guess is, I mean, the kid would either laugh and look at me like he or she didn't have a clue what I was talking about. But but my my inclination is to think that like in that moment at the very least, what he or she would remember is that another adult 
took exception with that behavior or called attention to it in a way that wasn't just like, oh, <laughs> look what look what Bobby's doing. I mean, that's absurd. Like, and, and the the to me, the degree of disrespect that that mother showed you and your home is a bit mind boggling. And I don't think that the answer, because I do think that there's a certain amount of sort of like it takes a village, you know, and certainly you know you going into somebody else's home and co-parenting probably a bridge too far, but people bringing their children into your home and you feeling comfortable with saying, here are the rules here. Like we don't break stuff. If you play with toys, I'm going to give you a 10 minute warning so that you all can take some time to clean up after yourselves. Cause that's how we do it in our house. And if, if they do, if that kid does something else in their own home, we have no control over that. But in my house here, here are the rules and, and know that those are not willy nilly old school. I'm so uptight. It's about basic consideration for other people and their space and my expectation that children will learn that. I love what you just said that, that right there going back in that, in, in my mind, I was like, that would have been the best thing to do at that moment in time. I was just so blown away that it even yeah. taken place. And that, uh, I was more like, how much is that going to cost to clean? That's all I was really <laughs> yeah. like. The party cost me this, the yeah. food cost that. Oh, and then the couch got to go clean. The one thing that you did say is that I do sometimes, uh, do get the finger pointed, uh, at me as being uptight, uh, with, especially when kids are at our house, I've always been the dad that says, Hey guys, you know, we're not jumping on the couches. Hey guys, we don't, mm -hmm. you know, just open the fridge and start making food. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, uh, you know, pick up the popcorn and the treats that you guys just right. left in the living room. And I do know this, that sometimes I get a look from, uh, the kids like, wow, like, yeah. really? You're going to say that, you know, yeah. to me? And then sometimes, you know, with maybe other, uh, you know, and you got to, you know, and I know some of the people who listen to the show right now, you guys have to be thinking of like, oh yeah, you know, when they come over and I, and, I, and, and that's tough because we're all, like you said, a community where, yeah. uh, we're it like, takes a village. I we're like, all yeah. co-parenting yeah. to some degree. And, and, and I know that, um, I've probably been maybe that parent that has let my kid do something that someone might get uh, upset at when they're at their house, but, I, or, or probably maybe even the opposite. I feel that even when I, when we had our kids and the younger age mm -hmm. that we were very aware, uh, almost to the point where parents would say, oh no, it's okay if they do that. And I'd still say, no, it's not okay that right. they jump on your couch. Right. No, it's not okay yeah. that they spilt the water and right. they're just going to bail. Yes. Like, you know, that. And, and, the, and the, here's the reality again in that. So if we, if we come back always to that place of like, how, how in this particular instance am I doing my job to best prepare my child to go out into the world? Okay. So you know what? Like, even if we go with the uptight Joe approach, <laughs> You know what? That kid is going to eventually have a quote unquote uptight boss, uptight friend, uptight coworker, whatever, that he or she is going to have to know, okay, but some people are going to insist on a basic level of consideration and courtesy and 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 respect. And and so, you know, having to deal with you know, uptight Joe, when that kid comes over to your house is still an opportunity for him or her to learn that, yeah, there's going to be some people that you, when you go in their house, they're going to be like, whatever, have fun. My house is your house. And others that are going to be like, here's how we do it here. Okay. And this is the expectation if you want to be here. All right. And, and for our listeners, cause they're like, okay, I got that part. I can talk to my son's friend or my daughter's friend and kind yeah. of maneuver them the way I'd like them mm -hmm. to behave in my house without, without maybe crossing any lines in, in parenting. Yeah. Okay. Let's go right 
right to uh, how do you stay friends with the parents of those kids <laughs> without them going, hey, don't tell my kid what to do and what to say, and or not what to say, but more yeah. what to do and how to behave in your house? Right. Well, first of all, I think that it's unlikely that if, if you're dealing with a sane person, and if you're not, then maybe you shouldn't be friends with them anyway. But <laughs> if you're dealing with a sane person, I think that they are going to uh, receive it in a way, unless you were like berating their child or swearing at them, which is a whole other thing. And absolutely at that point you have to be like, look, now you're not uptight, Joe, you're out of your mind, Joe. Yeah, I, I, can I go on record? I've never done that. Yeah. And I, I believe it. No, I believe it. I think it's important, but, yeah, I, but that would be a different thing, yeah. right? Because then you're navigating somebody who's hostile. And, and, and so really what I think you and I are talking about, what I'm advocating for is, you know, first and foremost, hopefully the parent is taking responsibility and clearly outlining for a child what the expectations are when he or she is in someone else's home, either accompanied by their parents or not, okay? But but then when we're into the, this other, like, you're talking about a parent that would be like, oh, no, you know, kids will be kids, and, like, no accountability, no responsibility, I mean... I think then you you have a conversation with the with the uh, the parent that is like here's how we do it like this is I believe that my job is to help my kids figure out how to function in the world around other human beings in a considerate respectful way and me teaching my kids not to jump on the couch or not your or your couch or not go into your fridge or whatever is part of the way that we're doing that um, I don't mean to offend you but this is this is how it is when they're over here and and if if that person is like put off with that, then you probably need to figure out if it's a good thing to be spending time with them or your kids to be spending time with them for that matter because... Yeah. And I know that, I know that there's sometimes uh, situations you know, where um, I remember one instance too, just with um, in my son's room, toys being played with and like broken mm-hmm. and, and then my son feeling like, why did that just happen? Mm-hmm. And and kind of just being like, oh, tough luck, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit on 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 maybe the other parents. And I mean, obviously, accidents are going to happen, right? You know, but that's uh, different. Than yeah, like I mean, have you, ever, have you ever had? I mean, you know, you you have two kids. I mean, mm. you know, you have a young one and old yeah. one. You know, I mean, do you remember any uh, any instances where you've had to like have like a sit down, not a sit down, but just like, hey, you know, in our house, these are the rules. I yeah, mean, yes. Because I'd like our listeners like, and do, the way that I usually approach it. Yeah, that's to, what I, to be yeah. honest is like if I see. A behavior that is so okay. So here's a typical thing that would happen: is my children have been reminded from day one of what my expectations are. Cleaning up after themselves, whether it's their dishes or their toys, or you know, we treat the, the things that we have with respect um, because we're lucky to have them. Whatever. And so, what I'll do to kind of soften is, if I see her, one of her friends in my house behaving badly, is I will say something to both of them. Girls, remember that in my house or in our house, blah, 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 you make sure I'll give you 10 minutes to make sure you clean up after yourself. Please don't leave a mess on the couch. But I'm not singling out that child. I like that. And and part of the reason is because it's it's less it's less likely that kid, kid's going to shut down. Because sometimes even if an adult, like even if I'm saying in a kind way, the fact that it's coming from an adult or an adult is calling them out on something is going to feel intimidating. Whereas if I speak to both of them, it kind of softens and the child, the fa- the likelihood of the child listening is that much greater. And then I would p- subsequently have a conversation with Pythia that said, I just want to remind you when you want to have playdates here, that it's also your job to remind your friends, you know what, we're going to have to leave five minutes at the end before you have to go so that we can clean up my room because that's what my mommy expects. Like put it on me, I don't care, but we can work at this together to clearly communicate what the expectations are. I love what you just said right there. And I just wrote that down really quick for another show, put it on me. 
as the parent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love- To help the kid navigate. Love that. Right. And that's that's something that we got to do a show on because I remember just as a kid growing up when I was a teenager, my dad always used to say, hey, if you're ever in a situation you don't want to be there, yes. just put it on me that you got to go. Yes. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, don't worry. You'll know what I'm yes, talking about when, exactly. it, when, it, when that time comes. Exactly. And I remember the first time, you know, a bunch of people, you know, drinking, smoking weed. And I was yep. just like, uh, man, I got to bail. My dad just, you know, there's no yes. cell phone then, but you know, I just, totally. I got to get out of here. That's right. That's right. And I think it is. It's, I great... think it's important that our kid have that, our kids have that sort of like, you know, um, you know, quick, quick escape, escape. card in it's their escape. back pocket. Yeah. Uh, and, and to, yeah, for it's sure. It's a parachute. No different than when you're on a plane. They're like, hey, if you're sitting in this uh, zone here uh, for getting that door open, we yeah. need to know you can get that open That's so right. that everyone can escape. Um, okay. I'm going to throw out a scenario that happened that, that I felt when it was going down, uh, you know, man, I've, I've, I'm turning into a bit like my own mo- mother and father, and I didn't know that that mm-hmm. would actually happen. Uh, <laughs> and it's weird when it does. Yeah, it does. I you hear know? you. I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound like my mother. I oh totally sound like my mother right yeah, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, which even crazier now, I look in the mirror and I'm at the age where I'm like, I look like my dad. Like the other day, <laughs> I literally looked in the mirror and go, dad, when did you get here? Like it literally tripped me out. Uh, okay. Kids doorbell ditch. Remember that game? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, oh. we didn't do a lot of it where I grew up because the houses were like a mile apart. So yeah. that wouldn't have happened, but I do know what you're talking okay. about. So you cool. want to make sure our listeners know? Yeah. Well, doorbell ditching, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, for our Canadian listeners or for the people that are too far apart from each other that, to do doorbell Rural. ditching. Rural. It doesn't it, have to be Canada. Yeah. yeah okay, cool. <laughs> well, I know you love Canada because uh, you're from Canada. Hey, and we got a lot of listeners in Canada, so what is up, Canada? <laughs> Check it out. Doorbell ditching. Real simple game. Uh, you run up to the door. Uh, you push the doorbell. Or if they don't, you knock on the door. And you run away. And you hide in a bush. Or you hide behind a car. And it is so hilarious when the person that occupies the house comes to the front door. And there's no one there. It's a it's a game that's been going on since cavemen. You'd knock on a cave and yeah. run away. Yeah, run and away. the guy would come out and you know, get mad. Uh, okay. Okay. In my neighborhood, my son and his friends were doorbell ditching. Mm-hmm. And now we've talked to him over and over about you're not doing that. You're not doing that. But I knew sooner or later he's going to get caught, and that's going to be the best. Anaya has her hand up. Okay, go. Question, Joe. What were the reasons you gave? So, because I, you know, I'm not a big advocate of just don't. Like, what mm-hmm. were the reasons you gave Nate for this is why it's not cool that you're doing it? Well, first of all, I said uh, it's disrespectful to the people that that are answering the mm-hmm. door. Um, you don't want to be that guy if you doorbell ditch because then when you get caught, you're the kid in the neighborhood that people are like, he's the doorbell ditcher, right. and even you, if it's not you. Even if it's not mm-hmm. you, you know, you become that guy, and also. Um, I just believe in this day and age, people have enough, and I don't, I, I can't swear on the show. People have enough blank on their plate. They don't need to run down and answer the door, and you're not there. Yeah, who knows to- if some elderly person was on their way well, to re- run, get to the doorbell and they tripped and fell and broke a hip. I mean, there's so many things. I know worst wow. case scenario, you but, took it. <laughs> but that's where I would. Think. No, I know. And and and, and, and okay, so uh, we had had all those conversations with him. Um, him and his buddies over the break, they're running around, and doorbell ditching takes place, mm-hmm. and one of his buddies. Uh, uh, doorbell ditched a house and got caught mm-hmm. and Nate was with him. Mm-hmm. So he's included in the whole thing. Yep. And I didn't know about it. A day goes by, it's uh, nighttime, we're hanging out and it's a day later and my son says, hey, I got to talk to you. I said, what's up? And he goes, look, I got I, so-and-so got caught doorbell ditching. And he was putting it more on, they got caught. I go, were you with them? He goes, yes. I go, well, then you got caught too. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do it. I didn't mm-hmm. do it. It was him. It was him. I go, look, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, Guilty by association. Guilty by association. You know, it, you know if, if you're standing there when someone does something wrong yep. and you don't acknowledge it, that's yep. just, I hate to break and it to you. Also an important lesson for kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, my daughter was real quick to tell him, yeah, if I killed someone and told you, that means you're in trouble unless you told the police. I'm like, whoa, whoa, back up. How do we go there? Yeah. No one's killing people and then telling other people. Let's just stop. Back to the story. yes. Back to the story. He got upset. Well, it's not my fault. Yes, it is. Well, why? Had a long conversation with him. Mm -hmm. What can I do to make it better? I go, I can tell you what to do. Put your shoes on, get dressed, and we're going to go apologize to the neighbor. What? Oh, yeah. He goes, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. So nice. we walk down there, go to the guy's house. We knock on the door. The house was dark. And I was like, oh, great. Now we're getting this guy out of bed to come down. Mm-hmm. Son walks up there. I stood behind him. I kind of coached him of what he might have to say. But I stood right behind him. Gentleman answered the door. And, you know, of course, he looked at my son. and was like, oh, hi. <laughs> Look who it is. Exactly. <laughs> it was almost like, Anae, it was almost like we had had a script and we had run lines together. You, you and the man. You, yeah, me and the man. Love and, it. And he was so great because uh, Nate goes, I hope um, I'm not bothering you, but I'd like to apologize what happened the other day. My friends and I, blah, 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 but I was here and I want you to know it won't happen again. And the guy was so great. And he said, you know what? I really appreciate you saying that. And I want to let you know something. It takes a lot for you to come down here and say that. So he extended his hand. So they good. shook hands. And he said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I appreciate oh, that. It was a, such takes a great moment. a village. What a beautiful, teachable moment. Such he will great, never forget that. Such a great moment. Such a great moment. And as we were walking back, uh, I said to him, I go, hey, man, that's really a step to becoming an adult. That's really a step. Yeah. Like you really, you know, at uh, you know, at, at a young age, you really took an opportunity here to take a step uh, to becoming the kind of guy that you want to be and, you know, becoming an adult. And it was Take great. It, taking res- We all make mistakes. Adults or like good people take responsibility when they do. Yeah. What a great, oh my gosh, I'm so impressed. And one of the things to all the dads and moms out there, one of the things that I, that I realized was like the universe sent me enough of a speech to give to him when we were walking back, but the universe also said, dude, don't run it into the ground. Yep. And yep. that's something I've had to nice. learn. Like yep. I didn't just keep going like yep. teachable moment. Teachable. And one more thing. I, yeah. <laughs> but I will say this, that um, a few... When he told his friends and told some other people, you know, it kind of got back to me. Oh gosh, man, your dad's really takes it serious. Oh man, your dad, yeah. man, whoa, yeah. uh, you know, once again. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate that word old school because it's just such a. I just don't like that mm-hmm. word because I don't know why I don't like that word old school because it's mm-hmm. just like a word. To, it's just dismissive. It's, like it just kind of like negates anything that. Yeah. You know, like I hated when when I it, it, sidebar like when when I was in my first punk rock band, I remember we would make a recording and then someone in the band would be like, "Oh, it's punk rock. Who cares?" And I'm like, "No, dude. The Clash cared. Sex Pistols cared. You know, Sham Sixty Nine did. Let's make it sound good." Yeah. So with parenting, when someone goes, "Oh, dude, you're too old school," I'm like, "No, I'm just trying to raise this. Yeah, these individuals that can is, succeed and be a part of our uh, yeah. community and yeah. and and hey, don't ring doorbells and bail. So. You know, I guess that story right there to you, uh, did, did, I, I, did I handle that situation? It feels like- Beautifully. Okay, cool. Like really beautifully. And, and thank goodness that you even like, because let's just say that the, the gentleman on the other side would have not been so gracious. It's so <laughs> great that he did. But even if he had not been so gracious, you have like, there, there's just, it still would have been this really powerful teachable moment because it's like, okay, yeah, like he's not happy with you, Nate. 
because you participated in this thing. That being said, you cannot control what he does with that right now. But what you just demonstrated was that you always have control over the choices you make. So you made the choice initially to doorbell ditch. And to your credit, you have now also chosen to take responsibility. Now make darn sure that you follow through the commitment that you've made that that will never happen again. Because it's not meant to be a free pass. Like, oh, I said, sorry. So I'm going to go do it again. Like, it's just, that would be craziness. But no, I think it's, I think it's really great. And I think it's unfortunate that he had some pushback from his friends or other parents or whatever, that like you in handling it that way were just too uptight. Because in my book, you did everything right. And he's going to have to face that. I mean, do we want him to go as an adult into his first job and he makes a mistake and, and he's like, what, what's the big deal? As opposed to knowing, oh, I get it. So I fell short on that. And instead of me having to be like, oh, I guess I'll just quit, um, that you go and take responsibility for it. And all of a sudden your boss goes, okay, this is a young man that's worth having on this team because although he made a poor call or made a mistake or whatever, he took responsibility for it. And that's super powerful and mature. One of, one of the things too, I, I'd love to share with everyone too, is that it was really a household conversation. You know, my daughter mm, was involved. Nice. Uh, Karen was involved. You know, all of us were there. And it was, it, that was, that was pretty it was pretty cool having everyone like, how did it go? And, you know, like obviously my daughter throwing in the, if you murder someone, you know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> She's Let's an attorney. Let's take it to the extreme, yeah. have, I ever, have I ever told you the opposite of that story? My snow, th- uh, snowballs break windows when they're cold story? Have I ever told you that? No. All right. Just really quick. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I was up at a ski resort with my best friend. I used to go with this one family. They would take me, you know, skiing, mm-hmm. water skiing. And I was, I, my parents were divorced, so I'd get to hang out with them a lot. Mm-hmm. And they took me up to, I think it might've been like Squaw Valley or something like that. And we came up with the idea, my buddy and I, mm-hmm. uh, that we would throw snowballs at each other. And then as a car came by, I would throw one at him. He would duck, it hit the windshield. Right. And we were just in the parking lot. Oh. We were in the parking lot of the ski resort. Uh So we're kind of killing time while I guess the car is getting loaded or something like Mm -hmm. that. It's at the end of the day. And I'm throwing snowballs. He's throwing snowballs at me. They hit the windshield. It's the kind of car that looks at us. You know, it was a real jerk thing to Mm -hmm. do. But we were like, what? You know, he he missed me and hit you. Mm -hmm. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. Now you got to remember, we're not, you know, 11 and 12. We're 15 and 16. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now it's my turn to throw the snowballs. This little teeny, remember those Hondas? Remember those little teeny Honda cars? Like Honda Civics? Like yeah, when they were yeah. teeny tiny? Remember when they were so yes, small? I this do. little Honda Civics cruising by, and I whip a snowball at my best friend. He ducks, and it just hits the windshield, and the car stops. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> no. And I'm not kidding you, Anaya. Uh, a bear of a man, like, in, I always we're say, too like, too big to fit in that Honda Civic. He inflated out of this thing. <laughs> I, it was the biggest man I've ever seen in my entire life, and and I was like, whoa! And he dwarfed, you know, my buddy and I, and he just comes walking beeline for me, and says, "I'll never forget as long as I live." He goes, uh, "Don't you know snowballs break windows when they're cold?" And before I could even say anything, he took a left at me, straight at my head, and I don't know how I did it because I've never, I, I, I don't need, to this day, I don't know, I mean, my face should look different. I like did some weird tuck and roll and he, but he swatted my ear. It still hit me in the ear and I fell on the ground and he just turned around. And got and, back and, in his car. Yeah. And he goes F and Flatlander. And then he, you know, he gets in his little teeny car, deflates, gets in, drives away. And I remember my friend came, my friend came over to me. He's like, dude, dude, oh my God. And I remember I'm like, and my ear was ringing. It was like, ee, it was just ringing so loud. Yep. And I remember we go down to the, you know, this has just happened, you know, 50 feet away from the car that was being loaded by my, my best friend's dad. 
And he's like, oh my God, dad, Joe just got hit in the head with the, this man came up, punched him in the head. Da, da, da. And all, all his dad said was, you deserved it. And I yep. was like, what? I mean, different times. Yep. But he just goes, you deserved it. Yep. I saw what you were doing. You deserved it. You're lucky, you're lucky that you ducked. Yeah. And I remember like, what? And he goes, yeah. And I remember I'm sitting there at dinner and my ear was like <laughs> ringing, totally red. But I'll tell you right now. I never, to this day, I never, yeah. ever, like, you're on the freeway, someone gives me the middle finger, I'm like, sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I walk into- Right, because <laughs> you don't know. Like, that's the whole thing, is when you push people's buttons, or you you engage in acts that are going to set people off, or potentially do harm, or, or whatever, that you then cannot control their reaction. And you could be dealing with somebody who is a freaking loose cannon. And this guy was, obviously. Right. He hit and a so 15 year old. Look, and as somebody who, you know, this is just side note, I, uh, in high school, lost one of my dear friends to a guy who, you know, Jamie made a, a, a bad comment, which mm-hmm. would be the equivalent of your throwing the snowball. Yep. And this Rob kid who was a little bigger and a little older, one punched him Ugh. and killed him. Oh my Caused gosh. an aneurysm like on the spot and Jamie died. And so I'm super sensitive to this idea of like, you don't do things unnecessarily that could provoke a reaction that could have really serious consequences. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's unfortunate, like, you know, good thing that you learned from that and it, it changed well, that's your- that's why it went back to, it went all the way back to the, to- Doorbell ditching. Yeah, I just felt that you know what, I don't want I don't want that to possibly provoke something worse. And the the world that we live in right now today, yeah. you know, it's a guy coming to the door. You don't know. You don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, that it's funny how a life lesson for me yeah. turned into this life yeah. lesson for my son and it's I. It's brilliant with, with but, much less like serious consequences. Absolutely. So that was really to me that's a win. A mountain man did not attack my son. Right. <laughs> It was a game changer though, man. Like I, even when I go skiing still to this day, I'm like, is that guy around is here? That guy... Man, hey man, check Get it on out. The lookout. Yeah, I'm a flatlander. What's up? Yeah. Hey, with all that said, recap really quick. Uh, I loved what you said at the beginning of the show uh, with the younger child, you know, with the cake story I told you, you could just get down on hands and knees, yeah. the full eye contact and say, hey, you know, would you want me to do that with something of yours right. in your bedroom? And you can really do the one-on-one communication. I loved that. And and I also loved uh, the other part of you saying how you can talk to the parents just uh, so that everyone's on the same page, so that everyone in the village is is on the same page. Yeah. And and that right there, I think, really will resonate with a lot of the people listening to the show right now because you never want to, you know, off- offend any of your friends. We're all just trying to make this all happen together, man. Yeah. Parenting, like we always say, we're learning as we go and it's such a full-time job. That- well, and I think I think if we approach, if we always see that the the time that we have with our kids in our own home is really a microcosm and a practice ground for them learning how to carry themselves out in the world dealing with a bunch of strangers who don't love them the way that we do, that can only be a good thing. And and to fall short of that, I think, is to fall short as a parent, frankly. We're going to do it in slightly different ways, but if it's sort of like treat others the way that you want to be treated, know that when you go out into the world, you're going to have to behave with consideration for others because you will also want them to be considerate of you. And if you cross a line, you don't have control over a bad reaction, then you you give them opportunities to practice and you correct their behavior behavior at every turn. Yeah. You know, there's still plenty of room to have fun and be a kid without being 
rude or destructive in somebody else's home or in a restaurant where we're sharing spaces, you know, various families or whatever. Like, that's just got to be a bare, like, minimum expectation. I think you just nailed it on the head right there. There's plenty of time to be a kid without being rude. How about that? There you go. There you go. Even when we were little punk rockers with mohawks and spiky yeah. hair, I remember we'd get on the bus, and if there was a, you know an older woman we'd get on or an old lady we'd get on the bus, you know. And I remember the kids that were the toughest kids; they were the first ones to get up and go, yes. "Oh, hey, man, this is for you." Beautiful. You know, whereas I love it, and you know, you're like, "Wow, the kid with you know the triple mohawk is the most polite kid yes. I know," because he's yes. like, "Yeah." You know, I might look this way, but I'm not a moron. I love it. All right. Hey, I want to thank everyone so much for uh, all the emails we've been getting. Please continue sending them, uh, radparenting at gmail.com. Also, we'll let you guys know about our Facebook post, let, our live Facebook chat. Let us know what you guys think about that. Hit me up uh, or hit both of us up at radparenting at gmail.com and let us know if that would be something you guys would be into. Just give us a quick, yes, we'd like to do that. Um, also, like our Rad Parenting Facebook page. All right. Uh, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bo. And we are out of here. Late. Late.